0: I'm Rachel Olstead, and this is the Dream Builder Society podcast. As a life coach, I help women just like you harness the power of your thoughts to take your good life and make it great. Join me each week here for inspiration, stories, and practical life coaching tools with real life application to start taking small steps towards creating the life of your dreams. Hey everyone, welcome back, or welcome if you're a first time listener to the Dream Builder Society podcast. We are today on episode number 88 and I was really thinking about what I wanted to share on this episode and I had so many ideas as always going through my mind. So many different series that I am going to be coming out with some different like mini series on the podcast that I'm going to be coming out with. But before we get to that, what was really on my mind, I talk so much about on this podcast and just in the work that I do on my own, right? Like in my own self coaching and personal development practice and with my own coaches and with my clients, like I talk about so many different areas of a life, right? And business as a life and business coach, of course. And I know that I give you some personal experiences and personal examples, but I felt really called today to share with you guys and take you a little bit more behind the scenes of my focus and the words that I've chosen to kind of guide me as my main intentions through the entire year of 2022. So we're going to do that. And I'm excited to share with you guys and to, again, just get a little personal and share with you more of kind of why I've chosen these two words. And why they're important to me and how that they, how they are going to be guiding me and how I've already seen them help me have like incredible focus in the new year only a couple weeks in. And also, of course, like how they can be beneficial for you. And not only that you have to like borrow these words or make you know, take my words and make them your focus or intention words for the year, but just to kind of guide you and inspire you to really think about like the concepts that I'm talking about and how they might be beneficial for you and your life as well. And so, um, I just want to start by saying that of course we, I am a proponent. Of course, we don't have to set goals, but I am a proponent of having goals, of course, and of really becoming the person who sets and achieves the goals that they have for themselves in order to grow and just to have and achieve and accomplish the things that you want to in your life and become the person that you want to. But um, aside from goal setting in the year, I know that in the past several years, I think the concept of like New Year's resolutions have kind of faded away. Um, not necessarily that like we can't set resolutions, but I think they're, they're a little bit more vague and goals are a little bit more um, specific. I think that that's at least how I view it. But this whole idea of having like a word of the year has kind of come into popularity, I would say, in The last several years. And I've chosen a word of the year for the past several years. My 2021 word was love. And that was an incredible focus for my year, just growing our family and growing my capacity to love um, another baby and just to love where I am, who I am. Like that was so much growth for me, just focusing on love in 2021. And I want you to think about and kind of reflect on your last year was the word that you chose, like really did it ring true? Did you allow it to help guide you? And what have you chosen for your word of the year for 2022? I would love to know. We love, um, hearing from our listeners as well. For me, I actually chose two different words because I could not, like when I was really thinking about this and praying on it and meditating On this, and just like really feeling into what I wanted the focus of this next year to be. I shouldn't say this next year, this year, since we're already in 2022, when I was really thinking about this, two words came to my mind, and I knew that both of them were going to be really, really incredible focus, especially like pairing them together. So, my two words of the year for 2022 are simple and obedient. And when these words came to my mind, first of all, simple, like, wasn't a shock. Like, I I preach on simplicity all the time, and it's such a cornerstone of my life and how I approach life, how I approach, you know, my my business, my routines, my home, like, really everything that I do is already centered on simplicity, but this word really, really came to me And I knew that it was going to be even more beneficial this year to really lean into that. The second word, obedient, that came to my mind, like when I initially had kind of this like download of this word, I was really put off by it. I'm like, what in the world? Why is this word coming to my mind? Why is this concept of obedience like it felt very foreign right away. And it also made me think of like a dog or like training an animal. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, I don't want this to be the word that guides me, but I sat with it a little bit. I'm like, there's a reason why this word came to my mind. And it has been such a profound like realization and even like application of how this word is and like what my definition of it and why this idea of obedience is and, and just being obedient, how it is guiding me this year. So I'm really excited to share that with you. Um, I'm going to share just briefly a little bit on the, the first word, simple, and kind of Connected with that is just this idea of simplify, right? Simplifying things. And for me, the idea of simple and how I, how I really want this to guide me and how this could guide you even if this is your word or if this is something that you are really motivated to do just to like simplify things. For me, there is so much. And I've talked about this concept a lot, like more is not more, right? And oftentimes less is more. But I just feel like, especially where we're at today in our world, in our societies, and just like what has become the norm is just too much. It's just like the cognitive load, the mental load that we all carry from all of the to-do lists, all of the shoulds, all of the the tasks and the different almost like obsessions that that we have all of the different cognitive inputs right I'm just kind of ad-libbing today, you guys. I don't have like a, a super, super specific plan written out in front of me or notes because I just wanted this to be kind of from the heart, kind of just like a candid conversation here. So bear with me as I'm kind of gathering my thoughts as I share. This is almost like a stream of consciousness here that you are hearing, but there's just so much, so much access to other information, so much access to the news, to social media, to other people's lives, so much access to like the world around us. And that's not in and of itself a bad thing, but I think there's just like, just at least for me personally, just too much, too much information, too much, too many like expectations, too much stuff too many commitments, too much in general. And so for me, simple just feels so calming. And it's really, really important. And the the work that I do with myself and in my own life and what I want to encourage you guys as well is to really think about how you feel and really start caring about how you feel. Obviously our thoughts create our feelings, but if it's too complex or if it's too heavy, or if it's too difficult for you to like choose a thought specifically to create a feeling, you can create a feeling. You can create that like vibration in your body by just like visualizing things and feeling into things and choosing an emotion first And sometimes the thoughts from that place will come. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because it's really like, I really think that we have all gotten away from caring about how we feel enough. And it's so important. I cannot stress the importance of caring about how we feel and allowing, of course, allowing negative emotions, but really this idea of, making sure that we prioritize feeling good at the same time not out of fakeness not out of like i have to feel good for my life to be good right no, we're humans. We have ups and downs. We have highs and lows, right? I've talked about this so much on the podcast, but I also want you guys to really like be intentional about how you're feeling. And for me, this concept of simple feels when I think about just like life being more simple, right? Business being more simple, marketing and sales being more simple, like my home and our routines and just how we interact, the amount of stuff that we have, just like allowing things to be more simple. And that feels so grounding to me. That feels so calm. It also helps me feel really stable and really secure. And those are all emotions that I like that, that are good feeling, right? They feel good in my body. And they also help me create and take action from a really, really grounded place right and that idea of like it can be simple is wildly wildly exciting for me knowing that like as a person who naturally tends to overcomplicate things this is such an amazing theme for my year and it's been a theme kind of underlying for the past several years in my life in all of the different areas but really in 2022, I've already been on kind of this, like, I'm going to call it a rampage in a good way of like simplifying, like a rampage of simplification in my life, in my business. And this has meant cutting out a lot of things that I think I or have thought in the past that I needed in order to maybe be successful, even like just different programs, like um, in my business, different resources that I use, different like to-do list items, just really decluttering a lot of that. And I shared about this on the podcast recently about making space, right? And this idea of like getting rid of things and decluttering. And this is still kind of the theme that I'm talking about today, at least a little bit with this word of simple. But I just want you guys to really think about like, if this seems too good to be true, like I just want you to question that. Like it can be simple. It can be simple. Life can be more simple than we're making it or allowing it to be. Um, you know, even for me, like clearing out in the past, like week and a half, I have gotten rid of, and I've gotten rid of so much stuff in the past, like even just in our house and in the things that we own, our possessions in the past year and a half, I've probably gotten rid of at least, I'm, this is like a very, very low percentage. I think it's probably a lot higher than this, but at least 40 to 50% of all of the things that we have previously owned. And it feels so good. And I don't miss. Any of it. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more and doing kind of a mini series about decluttering and just simplification because it's something that I'm so passionate about in so many different ways and for so many different reasons. But even in the last week and a half, I have like massively decluttered. Even more, I've brought at least, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, at least like four to five like full garbage bags of stuff to donate. That's actually like still in good condition that I'm ready to just like allow to leave our house and clear some space. And I've also thrown away probably thrown away and or recycled, probably like two different bags as well. And it is, I cannot tell you how much of a relief it is just to look around my home and just to see that things can be simple. We don't need as many toys or as many utensils, even in the kitchen or as many things on the wall. And just like the idea of like visual clutter and how much more calming that is for me personally, and also just like, again, the routines, the way that I operate my business, how I I choose to spend my time, like it gets to be simple. And I'm just really excited to grow into this word a little bit more and just allow this word to guide me this year and to guide my business and to guide my decisions and to guide my Relationships as well, like focusing on just like the quality of things and the quality of experiences rather than the quantity. And this is really like at at the core of all of this, right? Buying less, having less, doing less, but having the experiences, the things, the conversations, right? Like be so much more incredible because we're focusing on less and just like allowing things. And simple doesn't mean. I just want to like reiterate this really quickly before we talk briefly about the, the word obedient that I've chosen. Simple doesn't necessarily equal easy, right? I think that things can be simple, but that doesn't mean that they're always going to be easy, right? And I don't ever want to like give that idea that like when we simplify things automatically, it equates to things being easy, I don't think life was ever meant to be easy. I don't think that um it's a problem if some things are difficult or are hard, right? Like I think that builds character and it requires us to grow and have to manage our minds, right? A little bit more intentionally when things are difficult or hard or, you know, are, are not necessarily like naturally easy, but I do think that focusing on and recreating as much simplicity in our lives and businesses and relationships and just all areas, right, of our lives helps things become a little bit easier, Right. When we have too much, too many focuses, too much stuff, too many things, too many, you know, different, even in our businesses, right? Offers or social media platforms or whatever, right? It tends to automatically, I think, create, create more difficulty. And so again, simplicity doesn't equal ease, but it is a huge catalyst in allowing things to be easier when we simplify things. And so I am excited as I continue this journey of simplifying things in all areas of my life as well. I'm excited to continue to share this with you guys and just to continue to take you On This journey with me and as I learn more about what this means to me and how it shows up in my life in a really profound way, I'm going to take you along with me and I am excited because I think that we could all use a little bit more simplicity in our lives and I think it's going to benefit us um, as people. I think it's going to benefit us in our relationships and our health, in our just earning potential as well in our businesses or as an employee, whatever role that you have right now. Or if you aren't working, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I know that we have uh, many stay-at-home moms that listen to this podcast and There are so many different ways that we can all simplify to help us just have a better quality of life. So that is my first word of 2022. The second word is obedient. And like I said, when this word first came to my mind, I'm like, no, absolutely not. This is weird. Why is this word popping into my consciousness right now? And it first made me think of like a dog, right? Like a dog goes to obedience school or like training a dog. And I also had so much natural resistance to this word because to me, and I'm going to actually read you like the dictionary, like definition of obedient or obedience is actually a compliance. Okay. Um well obedience as a noun or obedient. Okay. If you're obedient, that's an adjective. Okay, we won't get into <laughs> the language nerd in me um, is is coming out here, but I'll just read you obedience as a noun. Okay. It's the compliance with an order, a request, or law or submission to another's authority right so compliance with an order request or a law or the submission to another's authority and oftentimes when we think about obedience in like human behavior right is typically also kind of thought of as like a form of social influence right in which a person and another kind of like side definition um that i read was um In addition to that was social influence in which a person yields to explicit instructions or orders from an authority figure. Okay, I have so much resistance (laughs) to that in general and that definition because by nature and really who I am is is kind of a rebel, okay. And I won't say that like in in a way that like I don't follow rules and I refuse to listen and like that I've always been a troublemaker and like a law breaking citizen. <laughs> um that's not necessarily who I am. Okay. I do abide by most laws. <laughs> when I say most, I'm thinking right off the top of my head. Um speed limits are not necessarily something that I fully comply with. I, I tend to like to drive fast and I'm working on it, but it's also something that I'm not like totally mad about. (laughs) Okay. I have always been kind of a rule breaking person in general, like breaking enough rules or pushing the limits enough to where it doesn't like fully get me in trouble. But also I've had my fair share of um, Of issues because of that in my life with my parents in school. And in different like organizations that I've been in, not necessarily in a way where I'm like defiant completely, but in a way that like I would not consider myself to be like a naturally obedient person, like doing as I'm told. I tend to be a person that, and I, I actually really like these qualities in myself of like being kind of a natural rule breaker, like pushing the limits and really kind of of questioning things, right? Questioning the status quo, questioning like is that actually like does that the does that law does that rule does that guideline, right? Within, you know, whether it's in a relationship or you know, commonly like socially accepted expectations, right? Or even like rules or guidelines within organizations, or even when I was teaching, I tended to like question a lot of that. Like I don't love rules just for the sake of rules, which is why like as a parent, I don't have a lot of rules. I I have a few like very basic rules, but I don't have a lot and, and there's a reason for that because I don't love following rules. I don't like find that I'm a naturally like very obedient person. Like someone tells me what to do and I do it. Like chances are someone tells me what to do and I do, if not the opposite, like something very different. (laughs) Okay. And I actually think that that has served me very well in my life, in my business, in all aspects of my life up to this point, I think it's probably, um it was probably maddening to my parents growing up and maddening to probably a lot of teachers and maybe even bosses that <laughs> that I've had, uh, maybe to my husband in different scenarios that I'm not necessarily one to, as the definition says, comply fully with an order request law. I'm going to, use that like sparingly. Okay. Like I said, I I am generally a law abiding (laughs) citizen, but that idea like feels so gross to me to submit to another person's authority. Okay. I don't love that. And so when I was thinking about this word, I had... And I'm taking a deep breath as I'm kind of like the sitting with this, sharing this with you. I had this revelation that it wasn't just like obedience, okay. That I was being called to, but rather for me personally, it was essentially this idea where like God was calling to me and he's like, Rachel, you need to be obedient, but only to me. Okay. And so this is where this word came from. It was really, I believe, and I've spent a lot of time praying about this, okay, and whether you are a Christian or not or spiritual or are religious, I know that we have so many different people from so many different backgrounds that listen to the podcast and that I hear from and that I also work with, but for me, this was really a call to come back to my relationship and to really prioritize my relationship with God as number one, and being not obedient to the world, not obedient to other people, not obedient to necessarily even my own rules, but being obedient only to God. And this was like really, really profound for me because I have spent many, many years, like, as I mean, Growing up completely, I would say a, as a like faith filled girl, faith filled woman, I am Catholic from birth. I'm a cradle Catholic, but I'm also still a practicing Catholic. And my relationship with God has always been really important to me. But I think this word is coming very, very strongly into my consciousness and really like seeping into my identity and who I am this year because I have put for the past probably like two to three years for sure, really ever since I like made the decision to go and start my business and, and quit my teaching job, I have almost put like my, my own personal growth on a pedestal over my growth in my relationship with God. And Really, in the past like several months, I have been called and have been really settling into this idea of just like getting rid of the pedestals, right? Stopping, um, and really to stop putting those things on a pedestal over my relationship with God. Okay, and so to really get to that back to the primary and first and most important relationship, because I know you guys for me personally, and this may be true for you too, um, I know that when God comes first, all of the other things just come along with it and like the tide rises, right? And so this wasn't just necessarily like obedient, being obedient just for the sake of obedience, for like following the rules. No, this wasn't about following other people's rules. This is about coming back to following God and what God says and what God decides for me and my life and what plans God has for me. And really like getting back to the idea of like, When he says go, I go, right? When he says jump, I say how high. When he says run, I say how far. Kind of that idea of really like creating more freedom for myself, more expansiveness, less need or desire to be obedient to the world, right? And what the world says is important or good or necessary or rewarding and really only focusing on obedience to God and letting that be my ultimate reward, right? And so I really believe that like me as a as a Christian, I do have an obligation to be obedient to God. And I've spent many, many years pushing away from that because of my natural <laughs> rule breaking tendencies of like, oh, maybe I don't have to always go to church. Maybe this thing could be more important than praying right now. Maybe I don't need to read my Bible every day and I can just like listen to a podcast once a week, or maybe I don't have time for a Bible study right now, or maybe Maybe whatever, right? Whatever it may be, like all of the excuses and the things that I have put in front of my relationship with God. Really coming back to that and like setting those excuses aside and really becoming obedient and growing in my relationship with God. Because I know that I have a very strong tendency, as we all do, I really think, to be like self-sufficient, right? To rely on ourselves alone. And I've really struggled with this for so many years. Um, just because naturally I'm a very driven, very ambitious person that has big audacious goals. And typically I reach those big audacious goals, but it's always so much harder to do things when I'm relying on myself and only myself right? And so really this year of 2022 is about like simplifying everything, right? So that I can become more obedient, right? And becoming obedient only to God is going to allow things to be more simple. So these two words like go hand in hand and I didn't really understand like why both of them were being put on my heart, When I was kind of thinking through the focus of this year, but I see so clearly already. That for me, being obedient to God in my prayer, right? Being obedient to God in all of the little moments and all of the big moments, even this year alone in the last couple weeks of 2022, I have been reading my devotional every single day. I have been praying every single day. I've been praying in little moments as well and really coming back to that like affirmation of like, God, I trust you, right? Guide me in this moment, in my business, in my relationships, with my kids, with my parenting, in my marriage, like in all of the big ways and all of the little ways, it's already been such a profound shift when I put this relationship first, even at the at the beginning of the year. And we don't need the beginning of the year to make changes, as we all know. I think for me, it was just like this fresh start, this like reset of of knowing that like, even with our finances, I've shared openly that I have tithed in my business for a long time, giving the first 10% of everything that I make to our church and to other incredible organizations that I value and that I think are doing amazing things in our community and in our world as well. But I'm really come to the point where I feel like it's also time to Tithe as um, in our family as well, just with all of our income. And it has been such a blessing to be able to do that already and to commit the first 10% of all money that comes in to our family to our our local church and to different organizations. And I feel like God is calling me to be obedient in so many different ways, right? Not only just with our finances, but obedient with our time, obedient with my motivations for things, right? Obedient to the opportunities that come to me. And um, even in the last several weeks, I have been presented with so many incredible and very aligned opportunities and invitations for things and different friendships and different just organizations and connections that have um, been put into my life even in the past couple of weeks as I have put God first. And so it's been already so rewarding. And I know that being obedient to God and not being obedient to the world and what you know, maybe like the local authorities or like different political parties, like say that we have to do or need to do. Like for me personally, none of that matters as much as being obedient to, to God. And I really believe like in my life and in all of the different areas of my life, like this can be a central focus that allows everything to also improve, right? Obedience to him means also obedience to myself, right? Because my love for God is reflected in my love for myself and my love for my kids, my love for my my husband and my family and my friends and my business and my clients and for like all of the opportunities, right? All of the connections I have. I think the tide rises when I choose obedience to God and um, through that simplicity, right? That, that journey of just simplifying my life and simplifying everything in it. And I think that this is available for all of us, right? Not just building and growing your relationship with God, if that is something that you're feeling called to right now, but just really like questioning what is what is going to be for your 2022, like the most profound yet simple shift, because I think this is really true. Like being obedient to God is not like necessarily difficult in and of itself, but it it requires simplicity, right? It really does. It requires like having one simple focus, like what's my main focus? God. And all of the other focuses come second, right? And third and fourth and fifth, right? But they all are so much more rich because I'm putting my focus on God first. And so how can like, what's on your heart right now? I really just want you to think about that, right? And this is really a conversation that I've had with so many clients lately, like as a life coach, as a business coach, really helping women just like you really create the lives that you want, create the lives that you desire. And so often I hear that people and women, especially as moms feel so scattered, right? Feel like there's just so many things vying for our attention that like, we don't have a priority, but we have like 10 priorities, right? Which feels just like counterintuitive. And so I really like have been doing this work a lot with women and with moms specifically on figuring out like, what is the most important thing for you? What do you want your life to look like? How do you want to feel, right? And choosing and setting those intentions. And maybe it's through a word, right? For me, simple and obedient. And maybe it's through really channeling those feelings first. Maybe it's through choosing new thoughts first, right? Maybe it's through like the action first of setting new goals and and figuring out what things you want to do and aligning your thoughts and your feelings with that, right? And I think that there's honestly like, this is some of the most important work that we will do is really this like reflection time and really thinking about and asking ourselves, like, what do we want in our lives? How do we want to feel? What do we really like crave in our lives right now? And where, where are we going? And I think that this work can be difficult to do on our own because there is so much noise. And so if this is work, if this is something that you are really feeling called to and having the support of your own coach to guide you through this process of not only just like life discovery, but also self-discovery and really figuring out like what is most important to you in your life? What do you want to create? How can we simplify your life and what do you want to be obedient to, right? So this is kind of like my call to you to really think about like using my words of simple and obedient and really taking that and applying it to your own life of like, how can I, like what am I currently being obedient to? And it does that feel good, right? Is that creating the results that I want in my life in all of the different aspects, If not, maybe how can I rearrange some of my priorities to really get back to like what is most important to me, whatever that looks like, right? And I would be honored to help you in that journey as your coach as well, and really doing that work, because it can be really, really overwhelming and frustrating and scary, honestly, is the word that a lot of my clients have used to kind of dig into this growth and really start being intentional about living. And I just invite you to reach out if this is something that is on your heart and you are really craving, you know, also simplicity and craving just like fulfillment fulfillment and craving this idea of just truly being like in love with your life, in love with yourself, in love with all that you already have in order to create more of that goodness in your life. And so that is what um that's what my year is going to be about. It's already proving to be wildly fulfilling just like by simply focusing on these two things in all of the different areas of my life and my business and my relationships. And I just invite you to do the same. If not choosing these two words, choosing your own words and really committing and really thinking about what that means. And as always, if you want the support of your own coach on your side and throughout this journey, I invite you to book a free consultation call. It all starts with that first conversation to really, really see and take, um, kind of take inventory of like what's going well in your life. What are areas that you really want to improve in? What are some of the struggles and the obstacles that you are facing right now? Like, why don't you have the life that you want to have? And doing that work and figuring out like if it's the right time for you to work with a coach, if it's aligned, you know, if it's a perfect fit and then creating on that call together, a plan of action to really get you started on that course of action that will, really on that path, I guess I'm trying to say, of least resistance to help you create that life that you want to create for yourself. And it would be an honor to to be your guide, to be your coach, and to help you create that in so much less time with so much more joy along the journey. So that is my um 2022 focus, simple and obedient, but definitely not in the way that I had um first anticipated. I will continue to share kind of updates along the way throughout this year of, of how these words are showing up in my life and really apply that to kind of some of the other principles and aspects that I teach and coach on as a life coach as well to help you guys really expand into the best version of yourselves that you were meant to be. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed. I can't wait to hear what your word or words of 2022 are. And I hope that you are so far having an incredible year. I look forward to yeah staying connected with so many of you. Again, like I said, I love hearing from our listeners. And if this is something that is on your mind, on your heart right now, or whenever you listen to this episode in 2022, reach out. You don't have to do this alone. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye friends. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the dream builder society podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you'd head over to iTunes or Apple podcasts and leave a review so we can continue to get this content into the hands of other incredible women just like you. If you're interested in learning more about the work I do and what coaching could look like for you, head over to rachelolstead.com and book your free clarity call so we can explore how coaching can help you create your own dream life too.